Hey guys, I'm Shay, a three-winged two on the Enneagram that finds her home in Atlanta, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to create an ongoing conversation about the tensions of following Jesus in today's culture. Join me and many others as we have conversations that challenge and inspire us to follow Jesus in our day and age. This is Just Shayin'. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this monumental episode. And you're probably like, why is it so monumental? Uh, Because I've done the last chunk of podcasts interviewing people. And I've greatly grown and I've greatly appreciated it. Everything that they've brought to the table, every conversation that I've had with anyone has just been so life-giving to me. But I sat with a father recently and realized that there are things that he's doing inside of me. There are things that he's done inside of me that need to be talked about. So this is my attempt to talk, which sounds funny because you're like, Shay, you love to talk. And if you know me, that is a very true statement. But what I'm finding challenging with this is just talking to my computer in a microphone is actually quite difficult. So here is my attempt to talk about some awesome subjects and topics. I wanted to start this off by just sharing something that is very real in my life right now. And actually, actually I would say it's not the first time that it's super real, but it's actually something that I feel like the Father is refreshing me in. So let me go ahead and say that I have not graduated this area, nor do I believe I will ever graduate this area because until I'm eternity, my humanity is still going to play a part in this. And so will yours. Just letting you know, in case you wanted to pretend you weren't human. The subject I want to talk to you about is honesty. You may find that this was something that your parents taught you when you were a little boy or a little girl. They said, don't lie, don't, you know, don't fib, or, you know, if you were me in my house, you were going to get spanked. Sorry if you disagree with that, but that's just how we rolled in my house, in the Bible Belt. Spankings were of God. Please leave your opinions at the door, because thanks to that, I got some pretty in shape back ends, if you know what I'm saying. That's besides the point. There are many ways we could approach the topic of honesty. I, I want to tell you and present to you because I still have that capacity in me to present myself far more far along than I probably actually am. Maybe you do that, but this podcast isn't technically about you right this second. So as sad as I would as sad as that is and I would love to know, Here's me. I have this way of presenting myself slightly ahead of where I'm actually at. And in the last 10 to 11 months, I feel like the Lord gave me this invitation. Now, that sounds pretty sweet. Like, oh, that's just so sweet that the Father gave you this invitation. But let me really tell you how it felt. I was coming back in from Mozambique. I'd been there for about a month or so, helping with some disaster relief uh, last summer. 
And on the way back, my plane encountered some turbulence. Just picture yourself. You'll understand when your hiney clenches and you're like, well, this wasn't the way I was planning to go, but if so, let it be quick. I'm not going to pretend to be hardcore, although I do have my moments. With that said, I felt like the father told me, Shay, there's some turbulence coming in your life. And, you know, instead of just sitting like, God, thank you so much for the warning. It was like, oh, no. Like, how much more can my heart take? Because before that, I I had already been walking this deep, deep place with the Father of just pruning and all the words that you go, yay, but yay. Because there's a difference. On one hand, you're like, yes, like refine me. We sing these beautiful songs about refiner's fire. And then he tells you, hey, I'm about to turn it really hot up in here. And you're like, yay, oh no. And that's where I sat on my airplane ride all the way from Johannesburg to New York. And I got remember landing in New York and just thinking like, I'm not sure how much more my heart can handle. And to tell you the truth, I wish that I could tell you that I was just like, yes, there's going to be so much fruit and so much grace. And there's going to be so much joy in the middle of the crazy. But I honestly landed and I was waiting for my next flight home to Atlanta. And I remember just tearing up thinking like, this is everything that I would want in my walk with Jesus. But this is everything that I don't want in this moment because I don't know how strong I feel in my heart. Honesty. This is honesty. That I could be honest with him and say, this is everything I know I need. But it isn't everything that I'm just welcoming right this second. I've learned in this last season that I'm still very much in. That there is this pressure that I have felt for many years to portray myself further along than I am. So creating this, I'm strong, God is good. And don't hear me wrong. God is good. You know, and because he lives in me, I am strong. And all he's asking for me is a mustard seed of faith. And you know what? Here's my mustard seed. But some days, some days you wake up, and to be honest, I open my Bible, and it's not like these words just come alive. It's not like the, the orchestra starts to play behind me, and the Spirit of God falls from the ceiling. <laughs> as much as I would love that, as much as I think, man, that's how, that's how it would have to feel if I was Paul. That's, that's probably what John the Beloved felt like. My guess is that they probably felt the same way we do. And so I've been going on this adventure of my heart of saying, what is honesty? How have I done it right? And how have I done it wrong? What has religion told me to do? And what is the Father asking of me? Because if you sit back for a second, if you've been in church long enough to go, this is my church, 
you're going to realize that there's this weird thing that happens when you show up at church and you feel busted and bruised. Somehow, from the getting out of your car to the front door of that building, you kind of put on your happy face. Pray to God that nobody really asks you how you're doing because do they really want to know? And honestly, do I really want to share? Probably not. But would I really like someone to care for me? Yeah. Would I really like someone to know that I could use prayer? Yeah. So we sit in this tension of how much honesty do I give? When do I kind of smile and know that God sees me? (laughs) It is all of this crazy thing. So I wanted to talk about this, like I said, because there's so many ways in which we could break it down. So what I wanted to do is kind of present some basic concepts of honesty. I've been in many, many, many friendships. To some were with passive people and to some I was passive. And so this is not to jab anyone that may be listening this is not to even jab myself this is just to bring some conversation to the table and say what is honesty how do we be honest and actually what is the power of honesty in our lives but I want to before we go there present this idea this way of honesty Because there's a way of being honest that's very harmful and hurtful. And many people can cover that up and say, I'm just a truth teller. So whatever. To which I go, "Mm, that's not necessarily a correct balance. Truth is great. We need truth. The truth, the, the truth is, according to the Bible, that the truth sets us free. So we need truth and as much truth as you're willing to let into your life will be the amount of freedom that you receive in your life. So truth is a beautiful thing with beautiful fruit. But there's also the other side of that honesty, that truth telling thing that feels more like a sword than it does a healing balm. I kind of just want to get up and dance, but I won't. Because I've been, I've experienced both in friendships, in church relationships. I'm going to tell the truth, stab, stab, walk away. Or there's what I'm coming to call and give and hone in in my own life. There is a truthfulness. There's a honesty that can be done in honoring one another. So I love you enough to tell you the truth. But I'm going to do it at the same time as honoring who you are. I'm not going to shame you. My heart is to not expose you. But I love you enough to honor you in the midst of honesty. And I think that is something that way beyond I'm a truth teller, blah, blah, blah. I'm hardcore. We need people around us that will be honest with us. But in an honoring way. There's a way to create boundaries with people that is honoring. There's a way to share with people that they have blind spots, but in an honoring way. There's a, there's people around me, whoo, hallelujah, 
that will tell me the truth. But they do it in a way where it's so honoring that I actually want to yield to the spirit of truth. I want to yield to the person of truth. I want to yield to this moment of revelation and say, oh, I didn't see that about myself. Instead of the other way, somebody comes in like it's a boxing match and they're like, pop, pop, pop. I told you this is the truth. And I walk away going, I'm hurt. This felt like it cut me more. Like this is inflicting pain on me. And there was no love in it. The Bible says to speak truth in love. But the line in that is to not love to speak truth. You can be a truth teller all day long. But do it in the approach of honoring the person you're talking to. Because it will affect them. I told a lady this last week that I was at a book club with a friend and we were talking because she looked at my life, kind of asking questions about my life, my life story. And she's like, wow, you really make a difference, like your story and this, that and the other. And I looked at her and I said, you know what, your life is, is, is speaking something. So the question is, is what are you showing people? What are you speaking? So we have to already know that our life is a billboard. People see us regardless. And so with that said, how we handle hearts, it's not to say don't tell the truth. Don't, don't go there because I am saying speak truth. I'm just saying it's the position of our hearts in the way that we can still honor people in honesty. So that's one aspect of honesty as far as community goes, as far as friendship goes, as far as marriage goes. And there's so much more in the marriage factor that I'm not even close to to even being able to talk about. I feel like I have wisdom in that, but I don't have a ring on the finger that tells you I have wisdom about that. (laughs) But what I also want to talk about is this this, I think of David in the Bible, and I think you have probably thought this too, because chances are you read the Psalms and you're like, this dude was up and down and all around. And he is like, one day, where are you? And the next chapter, he's like, you, oh Lord, you're so close to me and your words are honey on my lips. And then the next chapter, he's like, and all these people are shooting arrows at me. Right? So he's up and down and all around. But what we love about David that I think anybody could chime in on was his honesty. He's left, he's right, he's up, he's down, he's taking a quick curveball, and he's like, Oh, desolate soul, why are you so barren? Again, three chapters later, you are the abounding joy. And I think sometimes we look at him. We read his words in Psalms and we think, okay, I need to be honest. I need to be honest with God. And we tell ourselves that and we know that. But really, when's the last time you were honest with God? Like, truly. And I don't mean like about your circumstance. I mean, yeah, that is one aspect. But I mean about yourself. I mean your soul. Like, when was the last time you were so honest with God? Because the thing is, he already knows. So what I'm realizing is that there's days 
there's days I wake up and I'm just like, yes, Lord. And then there are days where I am like, I don't, I don't feel like reading this word. I don't feel like opening my Bible and sitting with it. And I've learned that there's such a humility in saying, Father, I'm not really feeling like this is, this is like giving me life right now. So can you and will you allow this book to bring life to me? But being honest with him for so long, I didn't feel like I could be honest with God. I would have told you that I was honest with God. I would have, um, I literally thought I was being honest with God. But what we realize is when you're not honest with people, you're not honest with where you're at, if you don't have somebody around you that you are honest with, and I don't just mean honest to the sense of, well, you know, this is a movie I want to watch honest instead of being like, I don't care. What I mean is like to the depths of you. I mean, the hidden thoughts that you have, the, hey, when you did this, I know you didn't mean to do this, but this is what it made me feel like. Um, Those kind of honesty moments that aren't just casual, but a depthful honesty of here is my soul. And I don't know how you're going to respond, but I need to be honest. And I'm translating that into my relationship with God. And from my relationship with God, Therefore, cycling back around honesty with myself. That will, let's just be honest. I think this is a huge component because we live in a world that's constantly telling us we don't measure up or we don't weigh enough or we weigh too much or we don't have the right clothes or we don't have the right car or I don't have this amount of followers, yada, yada, yada. I don't do enough ministry, therefore I'm not in ministry. I'm this, that, or the other. And you can go a thousand different directions. Are we honest with ourselves? Because I think that one of the hugest downfalls of following him is when we we begin to live in a state of delusion where in my mind, I'm doing way better than I really am. In my heart, I'm thinking, man, I'm nailing it without really sitting going like, oh, no, I'm still growing. I still need help. It's in those moments where we begin to make our own realities, when we begin to live in our own world and we don't let people into that world, that we begin to get puffy and prideful. This is speaking from experience. This is not a book I read. Although I probably should read books about it more. I think that we don't, we are not honest with God because we know how much we are, don't feel like we're hitting the mark. But instead of being honest with ourselves and being objective and saying, you know, I could, I could grow more here. I could have this person speak some truth here and ask for some feedback on, am I really loving you well? Like I've got to the point in my walk with Christ and in my walk with covenant family people around me that I will ask, can I love you better? Or am I just thinking that I'm hitting the nail? And honestly, those conversations have not all been easy. 
But I can say they have all been fruitful. But dear God, they have not been easy. (laughs) Oh, man. But when they're saying, hey, I see that what you're trying to do, but this isn't really showing me love. As much as it hurts my pride for 2.2 seconds, I go, okay, well, tell me what I can do. Because I'm thinking I'm being the best of the best. And apparently it's not translating. So when we bring in people to those spaces and we're honest with ourselves, we're honest with where we're at, we're honest with where our own humanity is, we can give ourselves grace and say, okay, this is an area I need to work on. The problem is, is that we're surrounded by people that are putting their best foot forward. We are living in facades still to this day. As much as this generation hates masks and they want the real thing, we've created this false thing in which we live. So with that, how do I come out of the matrix? How do I live honest and vulnerable within myself, within God, and with people? And it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel off. So there's some things here that I think we... In order to be honest with God, and I don't just mean religiously honest about like him, (laughs) I think we have to own that we have to be objective with ourselves and say things like this. These are things that I've said in the last season. Lord, it is my heart to love people like you do. I see that I am frail and I'm human and I miss it. As much as I want to pretend that I'm loving people well and loving them big, I still pass people that you would see and that you highlight to me. And I'm just about my own business and not about yours. And being objective enough to not boast in yourself just because you're used to boasting in yourself on Instagram. Posting the highlight moments instead of like, hey, I miss this. I miss this opportunity. I missed him here. And it's not, a see, here's the thing. Somebody could say, well, no, like you don't want to beat yourself up. I'm not beating myself up. I'm telling myself I need him. I need grace. I need grace every day. I need grace every moment, every moment. There's this place where we can celebrate our growth. And I am a huge advocate for celebrating growth. It's, it's needed, it, it's appreciated, it keeps you wanting to go forward in your growth. There's also the other side of that is being objective and saying, God, you show me the truth. People may be applauding for me on Instagram. They may be applauding for me around me, but like, I need you. Show me how I can grow more. Show me that I, where I need to yield more. And some people would say that's so legalistic, but truthfully, it's not. When you love someone, you will give everything for them. And all he's asking is that you would yield to look like him. And so there's moments I have to be honest and say, I don't look like you right now. I'm not loving like you. I'm not loving people like you. I'm not even loving myself like you. I have a ill picture of who I am and it's not lining up with how you see me, but being able to be honest in that. Yes, I'm his friend. Thank God. 
I and he is the bigger friend in in the friendship. But also, he's my master. He's my Lord. Also, he is my father. And I realize that he's bigger than me. He's greater than me. He's better than me. And I need him. So my challenge today, that I really genuinely could talk about this for probably five hours. I want to invite you into the space of self-acceptance. And not self-hatred. Because we think, oh, I can't talk about this because it makes me hate myself. But in that moment, God says, I accept you right where you are. I accept you in your honesty. So many times we think that God is going to meet us when we get to this place of looking more like a good Christian or tithing more or whatever, fill in the blank. But the truth is he's trying to meet you right where you are. When you feel messy, you feel chaotic in your mind, you're being tortured, whatever it is, whatever lies you're hearing, that's where he's trying to meet you. He's not waiting for you to show up to this perfection state and then meet you. See, the thing that I love about Christ, hey, I'm about to preach is that he loved messy. He loved messy people. He loved chaotic and he is not scared of a messy heart. He is not scared or intimidated by your questions. He would rather you ask him. He would rather you be honest than sit around and wait for him, for you to just become this like all of a sudden you're this all-star Christian. It makes me think of Peter. Peter was up and down and a zealot and like chopping people's ears off and protecting Jesus and then like all this stuff. And we know Peter because he denied Christ three times. And then we know that Christ redeems him three times. And out of the three people, Peter, James, and John, He chose Peter to do what? He said, Peter, I call you like, I call you Peter, Petra, the rock, which I'll build my church. He picked the messy one of all to build his church on. So he's obviously not looking for perfection. He's not looking for some arrival destination. He's just looking for a heart. That says, I won't give up. I'll always run back to you. I know I'm a hot mess. I'm aware of my own hot mess. I'll own my own hot mess. But will you come and meet me here? That is what God is looking for. And from that place with Abba, that we can run to him and be honest and remind ourselves, A, who he is, but also the awareness that we need him. I'm telling you, you need him. You need him and you need to be honest. Yes, you have the fullness of the Father inside of you. Yes, you have everything that you need. Yes, you are co-crucified and co-resurrected and inside of you is the hope of glory. And yet on the other side of that, you're here on earth. People are hurting you. You're hurting yourself. There's arrows flying All around us at any moment. There's thoughts that are coming. There's lies that are coming. And all he's looking for 
is some honesty, followed by, will you meet me here? From that place, he will meet us. From that place, he will pour into us. And in that place, we can pour out. We can be honest with people around us and we can begin to use our voice in a healthy way, not in a harmful way, because there is a difference. So I want to invite you into honoring honesty, honoring yourself with honesty, honoring people around you with honesty, and quite frankly, just being honest with the Father and saying, I need you. I'm not hitting the target. And even on my best day, the word says that my, my righteousness is as good as filthy rags. So I bless you to be honest, to be vulnerable, to share and pretend not. To stop pretending that you think you are further along than you are. And just being right where you are being present with him in honesty and letting him meet you there.